Whew, this one hurts, guys. Not the way I wanted to end 2020. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman. Hmm. Let's talk about it. People, welcome back to Blackie Cool. And in this episode, we're clearly doing a Wonder Woman 1984 review. We're going to start out just not spoiling anything, give our thoughts about it without spoiling. And then we're going to go into spoilers just because this was released on HBO Max. So it's very easy to consume this right now if you have HBO Max. So we're not going to do a non-spoiler um review we're just gonna throw it out out there but we're gonna give you like two maybe maybe three minutes of non-spoiler talk of the movie how i felt about it and then we're gonna dive into it but before we do that if you could if you're listening to the audio version go ahead hit the five stars and if you're listening to the youtube version go ahead and hit the like button because it helps helps with the algorithm helps us get new listeners Help us get on that top page so people can see the channel. And it's a great way to support the channel. Also, if you would like to financially support the channel, go ahead and hit us up on the Cash App at dollar sign Blackie Cool. That's a great way to keep our lights on over here and a great way to show your support. Uh, we also have Patreon and we have Teesprings. If you would like to do those, that would be great as well. If you do get a shirt, hit me up on Instagram or Twitter and show me you got a shirt. I really appreciate it. It's really cool to see. Um, <laughs> I know I sound very dry because, wow, Wonder Woman. But let's get into it. So Wonder Woman is a sequel to Wonder Woman 1984 is a sequel to Wonder Woman. Which was an amazing movie. Wonder Woman was an amazing movie that got you feeling that, hey, maybe DC can turn this around. And then we got Wonder Woman 1984. Um, Not a great sequel. Uh, If you haven't seen the trailers, we will be getting uh, Cheetah in this. One of Wonder Woman's um, famous villains. That very few that she has, but this is one of her top villains, and very exciting to see Cheetah on live action. That wasn't until you actually saw her, but we'll get to that. Uh, also, you have Max Lord, who is also a Wonder Woman villain, I believe, are pretty close to it. He's also in this movie. Um, um, like as all Hollywood adaptations of these comic book movies they always change the character sometimes drastically sometimes subtly but i would say it was a kind of a drastic change for him uh cheetah is played by Kristen wig uh she did awesome she did a pretty good job like that's one thing about this movie the villains did a good job being villains i don't think they should have there should have been two of them should have been one to at least like one as a main villain and one you could have had like a little side villain that didn't get a lot of play and she kind of dealt with quickly and moved on to the main villain but you kind of had both of them trying to be the main villain doesn't help i don't know why dc always wants to do two villains at a time especially when you're still trying to get your footing and figure out what you are 
but I digress. Uh, the other Maxwell Lord was played by Pedro Pascal, a.k.a. Mando. Mando's out here killing it. He is a great father in one thing and a horrible father in another. <laughs> but we'll get to that as well. Overall, the movie has this 80s feel. It's supposed to be set in the 80s. It feels like it's trying to be a lot like the Superman Christopher Reed's movie. Um, and try to be like the Wonder Woman TV show. At times, it feels like that, but only visually, not really storytelling-wise. It has these moments of amazingness to a point to where it feels a lot like the Superman movie, but then you instantly let that go once you really start getting into the story of this movie. And the biggest downfall for this movie, I would have to say, is the script. Um, they did not bring back one of the main script writers from Wonder Woman 1. And they also let Patty Jenkins kind of have full reign on this movie. And I'm not going to say her vision is bad. She just has a vision that is totally opposite of what the first movie was. The Wonder Woman we were introduced to. The Wonder Woman we grew to love. The Wonder Woman we've seen in multiple incarnations of the DC movies thus far. I feel like I said Wonder Woman a lot. So I'm going to try to not say Wonder Woman for a little bit. But yeah. This feels like a totally different Wonder Woman. Um, I know they say that she's either uh, a soldier or a lover. And I'm like, why can't you be both? We have male superheroes that are both at times. Why can't Wonder Woman be that? It's really strange that she has to be one or the other and not be able to coexist with both of those things as a character that gives her a lot more depth. Um, unfortunately, that wasn't seen in this movie. Um, it, it's... And I'm not trying to bash a movie or saying DC is terrible. I like DC. Batman is my number two hero. Love Batman. Love the mess out of Batman. And I love the first Wonder Woman movie because it felt like Wonder Woman. She fell in love, but she still was a soldier at the same time. And she did not be a soldier because she fell in love. No, that made her be even stronger of a soldier, in my opinion, in that movie. Somehow these 30 years of her being alone, all that got wiped away. <laughs> but yeah, uh, overall for me, the movie was very disappointing. Um, very, it just felt like a f totally different character for no legitimate reason. Like if you'd have gave me something that something happened to her to make her change the way she dealt with the world it would have made sense but her losing losing steve in the first movie and being alone this whole time doesn't make you the way she was in this movie it obviously makes you go the opposite way and just not care about anybody she still cared about people and cared about life in a weird different way which was not how she her ideology was in the first movie so it's very conflicting um just it was just very weird i'm not gonna lie to you also the 
we'll say that until we get to spoilers. But ultimately, very disappointed in this movie. Uh, This was a sequel I was looking forward to because the first one was so good. And they were able to pinpoint that character, nail it down to where it felt like they really knew that character. So they can start playing and manipulating that character. And you can still see that character in a different world and a different situation and still recognize that character. I could not recognize Wonder Woman in this. Very disappointing. Uh, But (laughs) it's so bad. Uh, Let's get into some spoiler talk. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Then come back and listen. Uh, First up, we're going to talk about the opening scene. And it's kind of a flashback scene going back to Themyscira. And we see Woman to Woman as a child on Themyscira. And she's about to compete in these kind of gold... Uh, a race gauntlet type game. Um, I believe it's to get the, we're going to call it the bird armor. <laughs> it's her armor she gets in the movie that they've been really pushing. Uh, looks really cool in the comics. Not so much in the movie, but I digress. Uh, so she is basically beating all these the other women on the island. But you have to remember she is a demigod. They're just very strong women but she's a demigod so that's to be expected but then there's a point where she loses her horse but she sees a shortcut she takes it and then i forget the lady's name uh it's not hippolyta because that's her mother uh i forget her name she i think she died in the first movie protecting her or something but she stops her right before she's about to cross the finish line to win and tells her no you cheated uh the truth always has to come out and that's clearly supposed to be the moral of this whole movie is truth don't take shortcuts blah blah this that shouldn't have been the moral of this movie it should have been something totally different um what was it was i it was like it should have been something about what power the don't let power corrupt you or something like that because that's basically what happened throughout this movie one person got corrupted by power and one person well two people actually got corrupted by power and was willing to destroy everybody to keep power that's what it should have been about this truth thing this it was a it seemed like an idea they came up with and they've been trying to shoo it along and make the movie work to that idea and it doesn't but it does look good that's one thing about wonder woman it looks amazing the cinematography is beautiful the sound is beautiful uh the costumes look great it's very 80s it looks 80s I still am not 100% sure why it's set in the 80s because the only thing I can see is that they're trying to get on that 80s greed, but we're humans. We're always greedy. You could have said that at any time. And then they had the the nuclear thing going on with Russia with the Cold War thing. So that could have been it, but... It could have been something else, but then somebody pointed out to me that um, since they said it there, 
Wonder Woman is kind of the only superhero around at that time, so she wouldn't have to call on other members of the Justice League or other people. And I was like, okay, that that could be a thing there. I'll give you that. Because you, once you do a team movie, you always have these other characters, and you're like, why didn't they come help that person? So I could give you that there. Um, but then we get back after that Demoscure um, moment, we come back to... Uh, well, present time in 1985 in 1984 and you see Wonder Woman doing these minor saves of people she stops a woman from falling she uh, does something else stops a robbery I think and then um, you see these guys about to hold up this jewelry store in the mall and the mall looks okay but the mall from Stranger Things looked better than this mall <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> even though we spent a lot of time in that mall that mall still looked better than this mall and this is a movie mall so it was very different but these guys are about to rob this jewelry store that is a front for um lost Ark um Ar- I can't say that word <laughs> stolen old stuff <laughs> I can't say Artifacts, there we go. Lost Artifacts. I couldn't say that word for some reason. Oh, that was weird. Uh, Lost Artifacts, and they're a front for it. And these guys are trying to steal something from there. And these are, like, weirdest robbers. They're they're going in with guns, but then uh, they hand off the other guys, and the guys are running away. And then one guy drops his gun, and this lady just screams gun, and the mall goes crazy. So Wonder Woman comes in. Oh, I forgot to preface this. She has a new power in this that we never see in anything else. Not in the future stuff we see her in. Not in Justice League. Not in Batman vs. Superman. We never see this power again. Ever. She has this ability to do these weird leaps with the lasso of truth. And kind of float in the air with it. Which is very weird. Which they do on Themyscira too. And I'm like, wait, so you had this power way back then. You never used it in Wonder Woman 1, but now you're using this lasso thing ability? I hate when movies do that. Don't, don't. If you're if you're in the universe, you've already set the rules of those universes. And you have a movie between where you already have this character and one later movie where she can't do those things. But then in this middle movie, she can. And then you even redconned it even further into the old first movie. You just you just killed all your consistency in your whole universe. Why would you do that? I, mean, I get it. Superhero movies all pretend. But you want me to follow something? At least you stick to it. If you can't stick to it, how do you expect me to? Come on. But she has these powers. She ends up stopping these guys. But one guy. <laughs> this is how these robbers are really weird. One guy, one of the robbers, takes a little girl as a hostage and is about to dangle her over like uh, like three stories up off a balcony in the mall. And the other robbers are like, no, what are you doing? That's ridiculous. So they have a conscience. <laughs> the weirdest robbers didn't understand that. But, of course, one of the women saves the day. And this is the part where it's like... um Kind of like Superman where 
this little girl, little black girl, one of the only black people in this movie, she sees Wonder Woman in action. Mind you, Wonder Woman is knocking out cameras because she's still trying to do this secretly. But you're a woman jumping 30, 40 feet in the air. People are going to talk about you. That makes no sense. But she's knocking out the cameras. The little girl sees her and Wonder Woman protects her from getting shot and throws her and then winks at her while she's crushing one of the guy's guns. And it was it, it felt very Superman-esque when he would do stuff in public with Super. But he was always trying to make people feel comfortable around him and that's what this felt like so that was a that was a one of the interesting moments there because i know wonder woman is big on being a superhero for other women and little girls too to have something to look up to and that was a great moment and i would love to show my daughter that but i do not want her to see the rest of this movie because there's some problematic things that happen in this that I cannot explain to a little girl why that is too bad. So bad. Or a little boy, to be honest with you. But she stops a robbery. And then we get introduced to Barbara, Barbara Minerva, a.k.a. Cheetah in this. I can't say her last name. Or I can't pronounce it. Um, she, they do that thing where they give her glasses and make her fumble around to make her look like a nerd and unattractive. We've been doing this for God knows how long. Put some uh, makeup on these people or um, prosthetics to make them look ugly. And don't don't give them glasses and mess up their hair and make them drop stuff all the time. That's that's not ugly. We did it with a lady in Cap on um, Batman Returns. We made her Michelle Pfeiffer. I think it's Michelle Pfeiffer. I might be wrong. I forget who played Catwoman. But stop doing this. You did it with Jamie Foxx in the Spider-Man movie. Stop putting glasses on people and making it seem like they're ugly. These are beautiful people. We know they're beautiful. Do a monster's ball or a monster and like Charlize Theron and put prosthetic stuff to actually make them look ugly. And then we beautifully reveal them. Um, That's another thing about this movie. It's supposed to be very independent, strong women and stuff like that. And Cheetah's whole thing is she likes getting attention now. She feels more sexy. And a lot of that is tied to her self, um, not self-aware, self-esteem, which is a bad message, I would believe. I mean, it didn't directly tie to it per se, but it does boost it a lot. And I don't know if they didn't pay attention to that or just glossed over and was like, ah, don't worry about that. People won't notice. We're going to (laughs) notice. We're going to talk about it. But we get introduced to her and then we find out she's on her first day of working. She's working where Diana Prince works in the same museum. Diana at this point is really standoffish with people. She says hi and all this stuff. And she just, she's just a loner. She's trying to keep to herself. Um, we introduced to the other black person in this movie is the person that hired Barbara, but then totally forgot that she hired her. Um, very weird. We only see her for like one scene. It's very weird. I don't even know why I brought it up. I just thought it was interesting. Um, cause the diversity in this movie is, let's just say very weirdly bad. <laughs> Honestly, very weirdly bad. But Diana is talking to Barbara and Barbara is like, you're amazing, blah, blah, this. And she's trying to be friends with her and she knows she's awkward and not social. 
And Diana eventually is like, oh, maybe we can go do something sometime. So that's their meeting in our first meeting of Barbara. And then we find out that Barbara's supposed to um, examine the, this, which is going to be called, uh, is it the wishing stone or the dream stone or the magical stone that gives is the kind of destructor of the world or thing that's going to hurt the world. Um, she's examining it, trying to figure out where it's from. Um, apparently Diana knows where it's from. Um, and then that gets her more interested into it. They have a moment where they make their first wishes on it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to jump around a little bit. They make their first wishes on it and Diana wishes for Steve to come back. <laughs> of course. And, uh, Barbara wishes to be more like Diana. So the wishing stone was very confusing at first cause you, they don't really explain how it works at points you just kind of have to put things together and kind of go with your thought of how it works cuz the movie still doesn't really quite explain it 100%. They give you like maybe 40% and you kind of put everything else together and assume that's how it works. But then it even changes halfway through the movie how it's supposed to work and they come up with no new rules which I'm like how are you doing this? <laughs> that's the thing they're just not consistent. It felt, it clearly is a lot of different writers in this, and it felt so sporadic. And it felt like they didn't know where they were going with this movie. Um, I don't recall them having issues filming it or hearing there was a lot of rewrites or changes, but it felt like they really didn't know where they were going with this movie and kind of was playing it by ear along the way, which is horrible. Um, (laughs) It's so bad. But at some point, Maxwell Lord finds out that uh, the stone is here, so he ends up going to the the museum. A.K.A. Maxwell Lord is this oil guy, but he's terrible at it, and he's almost bankrupt, bad businessman, and is trying to figure a way out of this. And he feels the Wishes Stone is his way out of it. So he donates to the museum the little bit of money I think he has left to be able to get a private tour. And he's looking for the stone, basically. He finds the stone. He talks to Diana. And she kind of gets this weird vibe about him. She clearly doesn't like him. But it's not like... Like, we, as the audience, can tell, like, yeah, he's a bad guy. We get that. But we don't understand why she feels he's a bad guy. They never really explain that. Because she automatically is suspicious of him. But she really has no real reason why um, to be suspicious of him. Um, They play this little little line that he's like, I'm the guy from the TV. And she's like, I don't watch TV. And he was like, I can get you a TV. (laughs) It was weird. He plays Pedro Pastel... Play, I can't say his name. Pedro Pascal does a great job in this. He is a hundred percent eighties douchey business guy. Amazing. Unfortunately, he's so good at that, and they never give him a, a ray of hope to him being an honest person, being a good person. That when he has this turn, it makes no sense. It logically makes no sense. 
we're just gonna talk about it now. We're jumping around. Uh, I got notes, but I'm kind of jumping around with him. So he he makes his turn at the end of the movie after his whole thing is he wants to make his son proud of him by being successful and being powerful and all this stuff. And his son just wants to be with him. That's all his son wants him. He could go get a nine to five and just hang out with his son when he's off work. And his son would love that. But that's not good enough in his mind. And then at the end of the movie. Yeah, we're jumping around on this one. Uh, he, he, he turns from trying to be so powerful to wants to be a good father all of a sudden. But that turn is so weird because you they they don't put anything in place for that to be okay, like to be that man's personality, that man's issue that he dealt with and moved past needing to be all these other things and just want to be a father. So that turn makes no sense at the end of the movie. He also seems to get away with all this terrible stuff, scot free, <laughs> which it seems like everybody gets away with doing terrible stuff scot free. No one seemed to got punished, which is something they probably should have paid attention to. A hundred percent should have paid attention to. Like, I get it. No one died. Apparently, she, Patty Jenkins is very proud that no one died in this. But it's life. People die, especially when things are happening, especially when people are fighting and shooting, especially when you're taking people's power away from them and corrupting them. People are going to die. So... Don't have people die blatantly, but you can have people die for real reasons and that make sense in the story. Just because people die is not a bad thing. That's what I just don't understand that either. Um, but yeah, uh, Maxwell Lord, aka pa- Pedro Pascal, awesome job in this. He is one of the shining lights in this. So is Kristen Wiig. She is really good in this. She's a really good bad guy just that they didn't write it very well she's doing a a lot with the little she has i'm gonna be honest with you wonder woman is wonder woman she's wonder woman she's good as wonder woman they just deflated her a bit but she's still good as wonder woman i don't want to take anything from gal gadot she's good as wonder woman she looks amazing she's a beautiful woman let's not be honest and she's hitting her points as wonder woman totally fine with that um Steve, well, we're going to talk about um, Cheetah's whole transformation thing. So, her wish to be more like Diana. Not really Diana's Wonder Woman. So, she starts to get stronger. And the backlash of the wish stone is you'll get your wish, but it takes something away from you. So, it's never tells you, it's, it's never like, like, hey, I want to be super strong. And it makes you blind or something. It's very weird how it works but she starts to be mean i guess and not a likable person (laughs) this is the weirdest thing (laughs) it's the weirdest thing so she gets strong but then she becomes an asshole basically and she's kind of there's this other black character in this there's like one more black character after this he's a homeless guy that she was always nice to always gave um uh her leftover food to him And then there's a situation where she was in the park walking home. Some guy tried to rape her very bad, very bad. Secondly, they paint men very bad in this movie. 
Um, men are always hitting Diana at weird times, hollering at her. Like, I get that men do that, but they they blow it up a notch. And then, like, they got the one guy trying to rape uh, Barbara. It's just men are painted bad. There's, like, two nice guys in this, and one of them is the black homeless guy that he has, like, a few lines. And another one is, I think, under a mind control or something or under a wish control it might be just one guy well no steve trevor steve trevor i forget about steve trevor he's the other nice guy but his nice guy is very weird because the whole body switch thing but we'll talk about that in a second um (laughs) but like i was saying uh some dude tried to rape barbara in the park wonder woman into saves her and then tells her to go home walk just go home immediately instead of walking with her to get her to her house she's like go home and she goes off to somewhere else this woman almost got raped and you until tell her to go walk in the dark in the park that made no sense but that same guy came back eventually and um barbara had her powers at this point so she was like about to basically kill him i, I believe and uh, um, black homeless guy seen him. He was like, "What, Barbara? What are you doing? Why are you doing this?" And she was like, "Mind your business." Or said some mean stuff to him. I was like, "He didn't even do anything wrong." I get it. They're trying to show that her power has been corrupted. She's been corrupted by the power and stuff. But like, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. But yeah, that's that storyline. So let's talk about Steve Trevor. So Wonder Woman made the wish for Steve to come back. Steve does come back. But they put him in another man's body. So apparently the wishing stone can take people's power away. Give it to other people. Oh, I forgot. Wonder Woman's losing her power because she made this wish. Also, another superhero losing their power. Cliche. We've done that. I need you to invent some new stuff. But also, like, it can... The wish stone can make people... Build walls, bring up just walls out of nowhere. Um, it did some other stuff. Give people money, give people cows, livestock, but it can't bring people back from the dead. But it can take those people's spirit and put it into another person's body and have that person not know that their body's been taken over. Yes, so Steve Trevor comes back, but in another man's body. A man that they don't even name in the movie. They just call him Handsome Man. (laughs) He doesn't even have a real name. So this is... The problematic part about it is... Wonder Woman sees him and for her, she just sees Steve. Everybody else sees this other guy. She ends up sleeping with this guy. Yes, has relations with this man. (laughs) Which is very problematic because... This man does not know he is having relations with somebody. He's giving consent to this. I don't know why they thought this was okay. Like, if this was a role reverse where it was a woman in another woman's body and a man having... They would have just went crazy. So why is it okay the other way around? How did they let this get passed? And, like, yeah, we're going to put that on the screen. Like, did nobody watch that part and go, huh, maybe we shouldn't do this. (laughs) Not at all. They went full force for it. But I'll give it to them. The romance between Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman 
is very nice. It works. They're really good together. Those two actors have really good chemistry, and that relationship works besides the body switching that you guys didn't have to do because that made no sense. Just have them come back. That's the logical reason. Um, I wasn't on board for him coming back. He died. Let him die. Move on. Uh, But it was good. I'll give you that. Don't bring him back for the third one. Oh, if you didn't know, they already greenlit a third one. They're kind of rushing it. Um, I don't know if they're doing that for people to see this one. Because they need something to push you to go see this one. Because it's not good. But they already greenlit it. So, um... I'm looking at my notes and trying to figure out where I was. Okay. Uh, the fight scene. Oh, that's another thing. So, throughout this, Wonder Woman doesn't really fight people. She's mostly doing defense. Um, it took me a minute to realize a good chunk of the movie. I did not see Wonder Woman have a sword at all in this movie. Or a shield. This was a woman that's been... From birth, trained to fight, trained to be a soldier, trained to be a strong soldier. At no point in time did she have a sword. This is the same woman in multiple movies before this had a sword and shield at all times. Never picked up a sword in this. She was always on defensive. I don't understand why they did that with her. Um, Wonder Woman's never been a defensive fighter. She's always been an offensive fighter and a, a warrior. Why would you take that away? That was ridiculous. Um, I, I honestly didn't realize it until a good chunk of the movie was like, she hasn't picked up a sword. And then I thought about it. I don't even think she threw a punch, <laughs> to be honest. Like, there's times where she, that whole, in the trailer, you see her do this, flip these trucks. I don't even think she punched the trucks. I think she just kind of jumped up in the air and the trucks kind of went up in the air with her. It was terrible. Um, there's very little action scenes in this. I think there's one, two, three, maybe four action scenes. One of them is really short. Um, the best action scene I would say is the one in the White House with her and Cheetah fighting. At this point, she's kind of losing her powers, and Cheetah is fighting, and then she has this, the magic lasso is able to do so much stuff. Um, they gave it so much beautiful powers. It was able to spin around and block bullets, didn't know it could do that. It was able to show people past truths, instead of just being able to <laughs> tell, make people tell the truth. Um, it was, that was ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> that was so bad. Um... It was also able to help her ride lightning or just air, which is super problematic. Why are we doing that? And it was also be able to snatch bullets out the air. Oh, goodness. It was that was terrible. Um, But that wasn't the worst thing that happens with Wonder Woman. One of the worst things. Well, there's two terrible things. Wonder Woman learns to fly. She learns to fly after. A moment where she... Oh, I forgot about the visible jet. Let's talk about the visible jet. And then we're going to go back to the flying. Because that kind of ties into it too. So, Wonder Woman takes Steve on into the museum. And they steal a jet. Um, a jet that clearly has full gas and is operational. Just laying around there free to get. 
um, in the process of them still in the jet, she tells Steve, hey, I have this ability that I've been practicing. Maybe I can use it now. So this is their way of shoehorning in Wonder Woman's invisible jet. Mind you, she's not flying the jet. Steve is flying the jet. Mind you, he was from the 50s. I mean, maybe in the 40s, maybe the 30s. But now he's flying a jet. I I mean, they try to him break it down to basic things of flying, like fuel, fuel gauges, blah, blah. This. I get what they were doing, but this is very extended technology he shouldn't be able to use. But in the heat, they take off, and they're in the air, and she has the ability to turn things invisible. Another ability that she never shows again. <laughs> you didn't see any of these abilities in the future movies at all, but she's been practicing on a coffee cup that she made invisible, but then lost because it was invisible. So that was the way they shoe in her invisible jet. Yes, it was terrible, um, terrible, and terrible. <laughs> I, I, I give them credit for trying to put the invisible jet in there, uh, but you just just don't. And they could have cut this whole scene out. But in the midst of this scene, Steve talks about flying in such a way that it it makes it so appealing to her. And that's what she holds on to when she kind of learns how to fly on her own. Yes, Wonder Woman kind of flies in this. It is not apparent if she's flying or if she's gliding. uh, Or if she's riding the wind, as you would say. So, we get to the third act where Wonder Woman... Who is the hero, mind you, doesn't realize she has to relinquish her wish to be able to get her powers back. Because uh, in the desert, she learns she's losing her powers when she gets shot and the bullet actually hurts her. She does save these kids, which is a terrible CGI mess when she saves them because you can tell they're dolls and their heads hit the ground. <laughs> and it's hilarious. <laughs> It is so funny. I actually stopped and rewind and watched it again. As she's rolling to save them. Because she's losing her powers. And the gunshot hit her. Where she's lassoing to fly away. She loses her grip and falls. She cuffs the kids to... uh, Makes to ease the fall. So she lands first instead of them landing first. But when she does this... They have a shot with her falling on the ground and rolling, protecting the kids. But you can tell they're both dummies. And the kids still hit their heads. The dummies still hit their heads. And it's hilarious. <laughs> so bad. At no point did no one go, yeah, that looks real. Put it in the can. I don't understand how you did that. Like, how? Why? Reshoot that. Definitely reshoot that. <laughs> Oh, it's so crazy. Well, let's get back to this flying, gliding, whatever. So, she's not the one that comes up with the idea of relinquishing her wish. Because she knows if she relinquishes her wish, she'll get her power back. But she'll also lose Steve. And she's like, I don't want to lose you. I love you. 
blah 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 this um it was supposed to be a touching moment and a beautiful moment and i was like no this is stupid you're the hero why isn't this something you realize you should do automatically like the villain cheetah doesn't really relinquish her wish because she doesn't lose her power that makes sense got it you don't because you don't want to lose steve a guy you've already lost and if anything, you could be like, hey, at least I had this time with you when you were in another guy's body that I kind of raped. Just saying, but at least I had that. <laughs> and let that go and move on and do what you're supposed to do, the right thing. If this all about truth, which they never bring this back, they pitch you in in the beginning. It's all about truth and not taking shortcuts. This would be a pretty big shortcut. A huge shortcut, but you're still trying to do it. <sighs> So bad. The worst thing about this, it's not her coming to terms to this. It's him convincing her this is the right thing to do. So she doesn't even have, she doesn't get the glory of being the one that realizing this is not what they should do. That is horrible. How do you do that? How do you not let your hero have that moment and give it to another character? Not only a male character in a a movie for a powerful woman. Very disappointed in that in itself. So once she does that, she kind of jumps away and lassos the sky. And then we get this scene that's supposed to be powerful and immersively beautiful. And her superhero moment of her letting go and becoming a true hero and understanding her new path. And she's learning to fly. And it is terrible. Because she's doing all these weird poses in the sky. As she seems to be trying to glide on the wind of what's going on. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. I'm, I'm not trying to hate on this movie. But it's it does it to itself. I, I think there's a really good movie in here. If you take out either Cheetah or you do Max Lord. You change slightly some things about him and just have one of those villains be the be the, the villain of the movie. And have Wonder Woman be Wonder Woman. Stop this defense stuff. Let her be a badass. Let her be a warrior. But she could also be a warrior that had a lost love. And is still looking to fill that hole. But she can do both of those. Uh, so... We're going to wrap this up. Um, Cheetah's fight with Wonder Woman is terrible. It's in the dark. And Cheetah looks horrible. CGI Cheetah looks horrible. Um, mind you, the reason she becomes a Cheetah is because Max Lord gives wishes to the world. But he's taking stuff away, which they never explain how he's able to take certain things. He got to pick because he wished to be the wishing stone. So he's the wishing stone. You have to touch him to get a wish. And he's, I love the way Pedro Pascal convinced people of what they wanted to wish for. To be the wish for him and not necessarily them. That was very smart. I love that. The fact that they use this thing where he could pick and choose what he was going to take from them, the bad part they was going to take from them for himself. Very weird. I don't know why he was able to do that. They never explained that. But he's getting these wishes for people. He's like, I'm going to take this from you. He takes stuff and he gives it to Cheetah. 
And she said something about, whoa, no, I forgot that. She did get another wish for some reason. <coughs> he was like, I'll give you a free wish or something. And she wished to be an apex predator as the world has never seen. So that instantly means Catwoman. <laughs> Weird cat lady. <laughs> I think I get it. They didn't have like a... A weird cheetah god or I don't even know cheetah's actual origin I heard it was like some medicine man made her trying to force her to be a wife or something like that I don't even know it but whatever it was it had to be better than this (laughs) 100% had to be better than this so that's how she became the cheetah Wonder Woman's fight she gets the uh mind you she gets the bird armor now that she has her powers the bird armor would have been a lot better if she used it when she didn't have powers, because that's what it's for. But she gets the bird armor. She's fighting Cheetah. It's a dark fight. Terrible. The bird armor looks really cool for about two seconds. And then Cheetah's just able to rip it apart. And I'm like, what What, what kind of armor is this? Is this easy to rip apart? Like, it's so easy. Uh, so she pretty much loses the wings of the armor. She just have the gold bikini of the armor. It's really weird. She beats Cheetah... By holding her underwater and electrocuting her. Mind you, she is still in this gold armor. You know, metal armor that should be very conductive to electricity. (laughs) But for some reason, she doesn't get shot. And then the final, final battle is her and Maxwell Lord. And the battle ultimately comes down to her talking to Maxwell Lord And trying to convince him and the world that he's talking to at the same time to relinquish their wish because this is not the right way. And that is the final battle in this movie. Um, It is, it is, I give them, I can't even give them credit for trying to think outside the box. It is, I give them, they had balls of doing that. But if you're going to do that, make sure the rest of your movie is on point and you did not do that. Uh, Like, I could have forgive. I get it. The Wonder Woman first movie CGI fest fight at the end. Everybody hated. Patty Jenkins even came on record saying the studio made her put that in. So she didn't have her heart in it. But yours is not much better where you had Wonder Woman. Uh amazing amazon woman a warrior part of the trinity one of the biggest dc warriors out there chat a guy down for the last battle and they still had a blue light in there too so (laughs) it was so bad um yeah and at the end no one had any real consequences for their actions so that's way to go um but yeah that is it oh i forget about the after credit scene so there's an after credit scene where we just see um i forget her name the woman that played wonder woman in a tv show linda carter there we go we see her because apparently she is supposed to be the lady in the armor the one demoscura lady that left the island with the armor to keep to stop the male soldiers from taking the Themyscira women so they could escape to the island. She stayed on Earth to stop them. And that was the armor. And there's this flashback. You can see her eyes and she's holding them off. 
it was kind of cool. But the after credits game wasn't that great. It really didn't lead anything. It didn't really help anything. It was just a cameo for her, which you guys couldn't give her a cameo in the movie. Because you had a, this is a two and a half hour movie. This easy could have been shot down to two hours. It might have been better. Uh, I say might with a strong might. But, yeah, that's my review of Wonder Woman 1984. Hit me in the comments if you're on the YouTube version. Let me know what you thought about this. Hit me on Instagram or Twitter. Also, let me know what you thought about this. Um, Are you sad with DC? Are you disappointed in DC? Uh, I'm really not looking forward to anything except the Batman. I, I am looking forward to the Batman uh, but this Wonder Woman really leaves a horrible, horrible taste in my mouth. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, hit the share, like button, uh, five stars. Tell everybody you know about it, and I'll see you guys in the next one.